Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. God have anointed somebody in our midst that will bless us. So, with Jesus' love, let's receive the grace upon our own. Deaconess Rolio coming. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a privilege. What an honor. Let us rise up to Jesus this morning as a church. The redeemed evangelical mission, Trem God's Embassy Smyrna. As we welcome Jesus into the service this morning, open your heart, lift up your hands, and welcome Jesus. Because anything else we're doing, we're just fulfilling flesh and righteousness. But when we welcome Jesus and we ask Jesus to come in this morning, and take preeminence and have his way in the service like we ask him to have his way every time our eyes are open to the dawning of a new day we say jesus thank you jehovah we thank you king of kings we thank you abba father we thank you we are nothing of ourselves but with you we are the majority. With you, we are more than able. With you, we are a conquering force. With you, Trem Atlanta, Trem God's Embassy Smyrna, is able and capable. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. This is an awesome privilege. I don't take it for granted. I stand under the grace of God this morning, the grace that's upon our father, Bishop Michael Konkwo, and our mother, Bishop Peace Okonkwo, and the father for this house, Reverend Fred Imuse and Pastor, Fred, uh, Pastor Chi Imuse. So I know I am covered. I know I can do all things because God has given me grace and strength. I know that the greater one backs me. I am not speaking in my own might or in my own flesh. I say, thus says the Lord, the word of God is alive and powerful. And I speak the word of God this morning to encourage us, to exalt us, to remind us we are a force to reckon with. Don't look at the number of empty seats. Look at you. You, you are a majority. Tell yourself, I am a majority. If you believe it, you are a majority. I am a majority. I am not in the minority corner in Jesus' name. I want, you know, when I started this, this thought pattern, I was saying loving Jesus is fearing Jesus. And Pastor Chi came up this morning and she talked about service. And my message changed to loving Jesus is serving Jesus. If you love him, you will serve him. And serving him is easy because who you love, you want to serve. 
For anyone that has ever loved somebody, anyone that has ever wanted to be toasted by somebody, anyone that is trying to toast somebody, toast means court somebody, like you're trying to date somebody. When you love that person, you do everything to get their attention. You do everything to make them just want to love you, to make them see you. You do everything in your power to say, look at me, oh, I'm here, oh, I like you. <laughs> Can you see that I like you? So when you love Jesus, it is simple. First Timothy chapter 2, it's, it's, it's in the message version that I'm reading. It says, simple faith and plain truth. The first thing I want to do is pray. When you love Jesus, you want to pray. Whether you pray in public, whether you pray on the prayer line, whether you pray right here in church as we just prayed before the service um, started or while the service was going on, the word of God tells us, pray every way you know how. For everyone you know, pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well. So we can be quietly we can be quietly about our business of living simply in in humble contemplation this is the way our savior god wants us to live when you love jesus you pray what is prayer talking to jesus having fellowship with him talking to him Sometimes I wake up, I say, God, I don't even know which way I should go. Holy Spirit, lead me, teach me, guide me. What do you want me to say and how should I say it? Because you can say something and people might not receive what you're saying the way you are saying it. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to put his words in your tongue, whatever you say comes out and is received as thus says the Lord, because that's the heart of a child of God. Amen? And we are children of God. We love Jesus. We want to serve him. We want to serve him. We want to fellowship with him. We want to be one with him. Amen? I know that because if we did not love Jesus in Trem Atlanta, the doors of this church would be closed. We are just a handful, but I know that I know that I know that we love him and we will serve him, and we will see this house filled. I see it. I don't know about you. I see it. I see it. Every time I come here and I see empty chairs, I see people on the chairs. I see souls on the chairs. I see men. I see women. I see children. I see families who are believing God for their place to worship. That is what simple faith and simple plain truth is. What do you see? What is your perception? What are you believing God for? What do you want God to do for you? As you love him and you serve him, you will see him do it. You will see him do it. Our babies are becoming college students. There was a time I was a single girl. If you told me I was going to be married, I'd be like, oh, yeah, really, when? Now I'm a mother of two sons, to the glory of God. Loving Jesus is serving Jesus. I didn't have any form of comeliness about being a mother. 
And today, I have two sons to the glory of God. When you love him and you serve him, you will see things happen for you, to you, with you, through you, in ways that you yourself, you didn't even pray for it. You didn't plan it. You didn't even ask God for it. There are things that are happening in my life that I didn't ask God for. And he's doing it. I'm going to be 60 in March. I didn't ask God that I would be 60 in March. Because doctors told me <laughs> if, if she lives to see 30, we should thank God. Doctors told me if, 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 if she can have children, um, um, oh, 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 on my wedding day, someone said, ah, are you sure you want to marry her? She, you know she's a sickler. You know that uh, sicklers don't make it to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be 60 in March. Loving Jesus is serving Jesus. I don't know your own testimony. I'm sharing my own testimony. When you have the microphone, share your testimony. These testimonies encourage people to love and serve Jesus. When you love him, you surrender your life. All that you are, all that you have, all that you even think you have. Because I don't even have nothing. But you surrender your all. And you say, take me, Lord, just as I am. Use me for your glory. Let the spirit of I in me die. And let Christ alone be glorified. Let him alone be magnified. Let him alone be exalted. So I encourage us this morning. I implore us. Let's continue to love and serve Jesus. We are doing it. The seed, when you put the seed in the ground and you cover it with sand, it looks like it is dead. Like nothing is happening. Then God brings water, the rain. God brings sunlight because you don't even have anything. God causes the seed to grow. I take us to Psalm 1. Let's go to Psalm 1. It is God that we love and serve that does all that we can think or imagine. I read from the message, Psalm 1, how well God must like you, like me, Rolly. Put your name there. You don't walk in the ruts of those blind as bats. There are some people walking around. They are blind. It's not intentional for them to say they want to be blind. It's just they do not see what God wants to do with their lives or what God wants to do with them, through them. They don't see. They don't know. Nobody has encouraged them. Like the seed in the ground that looks like it's dead. Then God causes sunlight, sun rays, and water, rains from heaven, to water that dead sea covered under the ground. And that seed begins to sprout. That is how our lives are in the hands of God, Jehovah, Mama. 
That is how our lives are. You don't stand with the good for nothing. You don't take your seat among know-it-alls. We don't do that because we've chosen and we've proposed to come to the house of God. We woke up this morning, like Momichi said, picked out our best dress, dressed ourselves, said, I'm going to church I'm going to serve God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to fellowship with God because we know that's the right thing to do. We proposed in our heart. That's the right choice that we want to make for this dead flesh because like the seed, we are dead. The seed in the ground, that's what we are. And then when we come into the house of fellowship, the Lord himself, almighty God, the king of the universe, pours his sunlight upon our soul, upon our dead bodies. His water, his word refreshes us. And he said, instead, of, instead you trill to God's word. You chew on scriptures day and night. You are a tree replanted in Atlanta. This is the church that God planted us. Many have come. Many have gone. Many are coming to remain because this is where God planted us. I'm not leaving Trem Atlanta. This is my church. This is my house. This is where I belong. This is where God himself planted me. There's no force. There's no issue that is so great that can uproot me from this foundation that I stand on. Because God himself planted me here. And why did he plant me here? To bear fresh fruits every month. Am I seeing all of my fruits right now? I see some. I see a, just a glimpse of what I believed for. But I know like the God that we serve, like when God told Abraham, count the stars. Can you count the stars? Do you think Abraham in his human mind could phantom when God is telling him he's going to give him seeds? And he will, he will count the stars. And he will not be able to count. When you're doing whatever you are doing, it's beyond you. It's not about you. Because there are people who come and say, oh, Sister Rolly did this. Sister, Sister Rolly didn't do nothing. Jesus did it. I'm nothing without Jesus. I'm nobody without Jesus. Jesus did it through me. So for me and you, Jesus is working. As we are loving Jesus and we are serving Jesus, we are fearing him, we are reverencing him, we are selling our all to him. Our seeds that we can see, our seeds that we cannot see, I was telling my, my niece, I said, Pastor Fred prays for you. He prays for you. He's been praying for all these our children. 
I say, you guys, you're just going, doing what you're doing. You think you're doing, and you know all you're doing. You don't know nothing. <laughs> like me, I don't know nothing. We have just started. We're, we are only just starting. We're only just starting. Because this Jesus we're loving and professing to love, we're only just starting. I look at Bishop Mike at his age. I looked at the mission work that he's doing. At his age, ministering to souls in Tanzania. I said, God, we haven't done nothing yet. We have so much more to do. Is it your money you want to send? Send your money. But loving Jesus is serving Jesus, is doing Jesus. What are you doing? You give your tithes, you give your offerings. It's opening the doors of this house. You're serving Jesus. You're serving Jesus. Be encouraged. You're serving Jesus. I was blessed when I looked at the um, uh, Kingdom Life Conference and the um, one that just finished for the youth in Nigeria. Metatessis. They are called Kingdom Culture. That's what we are. A culture is a way of thinking. It's like you are a part of a people. You are a group. You belong to something, a force. You belong to the vision of Jesus. You belong to, to doing good to people, doing good to humanity. When you see your brother, you see your sister weeping, you weep with them. When they are rejoicing, you rejoice with them. That is the culture. That is the mandate that this house has. And we sow our seed. Yes, we are not always there. But when we can, we sow our seed. That's what Atlanta Church does. We sow our seed. We do our share. But we are going to do more. We are going to do more. Because we are serving Jesus. We are loving Jesus. We are reverencing Jesus. And so does our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning. You are not like the wicked. We are not like the ones that do not know God. We know God. So our fruits will be fruits that will grow because the sunlight of God, the waters of heaven has replenished us where our fruits will be eaten by our mothers and our, our fathers. Where they will say, these are our children. This is what they can do. This is what they are doing. They will eat the fruit and they will testify that our fruit is good fruit. We are godly children. We are good children. We are a force to be reckoned with because we have chosen the path of Christ. And God himself will continue to uphold us. He will continue to strengthen us. He will continue to revigorate us because we have godly examples. We have godly examples. 
there was a, a, a daughter in the house that said she used to be a drug, drug addict. And God delivered her. And she was ministering. There are people coming here that might not be clean and proper like us. We must be ready to interact and rub shoulders with all kinds of people. We must be ready. There are people that come here just to get whatever they can get from us. It's okay. Let them have it. Because as we give, as we release, God replenishes. I cannot run dry because I am a plant that is by the river, by the bank. I can never run dry. I can never be empty. I can never lack. So I will continue to give. I will continue to instruct. I will continue to exalt. I will continue to um, show people the way. I don't care how many people we have lost that have gone and left. I don't care because if we are a distribution center, we are a mission field, people are supposed to come and pass through. Yes, there will be some that will remain in this house and build this house. This house is a force. How many families can you testify pass through this house and are standing today because of the seed of the word, because of the seed of kindness, because of the seed of love we have sown? I thank God for those fruits. I thank God for the privilege. I thank God for the opportunity. How many seeds have we sown? But we must continue. We must not relent. We must not give up. Don't be tired in well-doing. Loving Jesus is serving Jesus. How many people will stand today when they share your test their testimony? Your name will run through their lips and say, so and so from Trem Atlanta encouraged me. When I first came to America, your family stood with me. So be encouraged. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to myself as I speak this morning. Because sometimes the devil will want to tell you. Look at you people. Are you still in that church? <laughs> How many are you in the church? How many are you in service? Trem Atlanta, we are part of a great commission. The experience in kingdom culture of the youth for 20 years, 20 years they've been holding um, metathesis. 20 years. So we, 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 cannot, we haven't started. We're going to have our children and our, and our children's children go forth in this community in this same community where God planted us because we are standing here loving Jesus we're going to see God say well done good and faithful servant it will be said of Trem Atlanta Trem God's embassy Smyrna because we come from a godly stock Bishop Mike is not a failure he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with and that's who my father is. I'm not a product of failure. I don't associate with failure. I am the best. Yes, it might look like nothing right now. <laughs> but watch out. Don't be afraid. 
don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. As we enter his presence in this season of our lives, we're entering new seasons. Like uh, Reverend was reminding us, this is our year of, of exceeding great reward. Me, me, I'm living in reward. I live daily grace. Every day I wake up. When people are dying in hospital, when people are asking to be given blood transfusion, when people are asking for um, blood, sickle cell, I don't need blood. I don't carry blood. I, don't, I carry the blood of Jesus. I don't walk with oxygen. I am living in great reward. I am a mother of children. I am living in great reward. This is what the life of reward looks like. When people knocked you off 30, 20, 50 years ago, I'm 60, I'm still standing. This is reward. And I'm yet to keep standing. I'm yet standing. And I will stand to carry my children's children to the glory of God. Not because I've been the most perfect. Don't get me wrong. Because of Jesus, I encourage you this morning, keep serving, keep fearing him, keep trusting him, keep believing, don't give up. Is it easy to give up? <laughs> of course, when you come here, you're the only one drumming. I look at brother Jimmy drumming. It would be nice for someone to sit and play the keyboard with him as he drums. It would be nice to have the full blast orchestra, but God is using us for a purpose. So do not relent. Yes, I come here early. I sweep the, the church. I wash the toilet. I'm not doing it to please anybody. I'm serving my Jesus. I'm walking out my own salvation in fear and trembling of a true and a living God. My crown is not your crown. Your crown can never be my crown. But I will love this Jesus and I will serve him all the days of my life. And I tell God, my children, they will serve him. My sons, because they are the seed of the righteous. Whether they like it or not, <laughs> they will serve God. They will serve God. They will walk in the vineyard. They will do what thus says the Lord. They will carry the mandate of God, the commandments of God upon their heart like a tablet. And they will do thus says the Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by the Spirit of God. I encourage you this morning. As you love Jesus, as you walk closely to him, as you lean on him, I want to take us to Psalm 37. The word of God says, I like message translation. Don't bother your head with braggarts. I started from verse 1, Psalm 37, verse 1. Don't bother your head with braggarts or wish you could succeed like the wicked. In no time they shall shrivel like grass clippings and will and wilt like 
cut flowers in the sun. Get insurance with God and do good deeds. Your insurance, your assurance is in Jesus. My insurance could not sustain my life. How many times have I been in accident or hospital? One day they bash the car, then another day is sickle cell, then another day is a crisis from coronavirus. But I have insurance, and I have assurance because I'm serving Jesus. Get your insurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. Always do your best for God. It's not for man. It's not for anybody to give you no accolades. I don't need accolades from man. I need accolades from God. When I get to glory, I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come into my rest. That's what I want to hear. That's my sole desire for what I do, the way I do it, and why I do it. So open up before God and keep nothing back. Don't hold back when you are serving God. Men may not understand. You're not serving man. You're serving God. God that gave you breath. God that sustained you with life. God that can speak. And today you can be no more. But for some good reason that he knows, he's kept us alive. For a great purpose. For something great that he wants to do with us. In us and through us. So let's keep loving this Jesus. Let's serve him. Let's serve him. Because there is a reason why me and you are still here. I don't know what the reason is. But I know I trust in him. I lean on him. I trust in him. And I lean on him. I depend totally on him. I have no other option. I have no other agenda. I have no other ulterior motive. I like the amplified of uh, Psalm 37. He said, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Neither be envious against those who walk upright. That which is not upright or in right standing with God. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herbs. Then in verse 3 it says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall, your, so shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness and truly you shall be fed. The faithfulness of God has kept us this far. And he will continue to keep us. God is our faithful God. It's because of God we are still here. I don't know how many of us remember how many churches have come and gone on this same street. So why is it just a handful of people are still here? What does he want to do with us? Why, why did he keep these doors open? Do you ask yourself that? When I'm coming on Atlanta Road, I say, God, these are my members. Oh. 
Why are they jogging and walking when they should be coming to church? <laughs> I say, I'm calling you people, look. Come, you have to come. This is where you should be on Sunday morning, serving your God, worshiping your God, looking to him to direct you, looking to him to lead you, looking to him to guide you, looking to him if your health is not all right, to make you whole. He's your doctor. He's your lawyer. He's your everything, the breath that you breathe. I say, yeah, I know some of them are walking because doctors told them they have to walk. My doctor told me I have to walk. So my cholesterol will be good. But I'm not going to walk on Sunday morning because I'm going to go love on Jesus because I'm serving him on Sunday morning. And I ask God for my community. I pray for this community that God will open their eyes. God will draw them in by his spirit. I know there are many of them that say, these people, they come here. Thank God for our neighbor. Pastor Fred always tells us about our neighbor. Who, who, who believes in us? Who, who looks out for us? If, if, hey, hey, he needs to come. But it's okay because when things are happening, he will call Pastor Fred. So, so, so is on the property. Blah, blah, blah. You know? But I know that God is using and dealing with each and every one of them as they pass these grounds. People don't pass and don't see us. They are seeing us. What they are going to do is the next step that I believe loving Jesus is serving Jesus will reveal to them. Their scales in their eyes will fall. Was it not Sister Bissy who said she was driving by and her family and they saw the church and they picked the church and she's here with her family. So this place is relevant. This church is relevant. We are here, planted here for a purpose. We are here for a purpose. And we will fulfill purpose to the glory of God. Not because of anything that we know, but because of Jesus himself. He has handpicked us. He has handpicked us. You know, Bishop said something this morning. He said, you can be the biggest gathering. And yet you did not invite Jesus in. Your gathering is empty. But we can be a handful and a force to be reckoned with. I thank God for our parents as they encourage us, our grandmothers as they encourage us by coming and standing in faith with us. And I know our children will go greater length for this Jesus as we pass the baton on to them. I believe it with every fiber of my being. I saw what the children did, and I said, God, our children will do exploits. They will do greater things, greater things, things that we have not conceived of, things that we have not phantom is deposited in them, and it will come forth. It will be a live thing where we will see it. It will be tangible, and we will say, look, 
behold, see what the Lord has done in our own very eyes to the glory of God. And I am hopeful. I will be alive. I will be strong. I will be here to see my grandchildren serve in this house in Jesus' name. Because I believe in the redeemed evangelical mission, TREM. I believe in the mandate. I believe it with all my fiber. I am not moved by what men are saying, what men shall say. I am only moved by the word of God. Because I choose to delight myself in the Lord and his word. And I have chosen to commit my way to the Lord. And I know that as I lean not, as I rely, rely not on my own confidence, on my own understanding, he will continue to shine forth his glory in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ask yourself, Lord, what can I do for you? What extra? What more? What area do you need me? Do you need service? Ask yourself. As, 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 as um, I looked at um, second, I'm sorry, first Timothy um, chapter 2 I looked at it in the message translation simple faith and plain truth I start reading from verse 4 he wants not only us but everyone saved you know everyone to get to know the truth we've learned that there is one God and only one, and one priest mediator between God and us. Jesus, who offered himself in exchange for everyone, held captive by sin to set them all free. That's what Jesus wants us to do. When I meet people today, consciously and unconsciously, I take their number. If they engage me in conversation, I take their number and I share the word of God with them. I share the word of God with them. I share our daily devotional with them. That's my new thing. Ask God, if you're going to engage me in conversation, this is what I am about. Do you want to talk to me or do you want to keep going? So what's my purpose for meeting you? Why has God allowed us to fellowship? It's because of his word. It's because of his word. He wants you to know that Jesus loves you. And he wants me to know that you matter in the scheme of things. You matter to God. You are a vessel that God loves. You are a vessel that God cares about. You are a vessel that God wants to get to know, wants to use, for his reasons, you are a vessel that is important to God. And Jesus has kept us to encourage each other for this purpose. So let's ask ourselves, that man, that woman we're engaging with and sharing with, do they know this Jesus? Do they know him? 
Do they have him as God? Are they fellowshipping with him? Are they in union with him? Is there any area that they need fellowship with? In any area, are they sick? Are they hopeless? Are they um, confused? Are they frustrated? Are they depressed? Who's the answer to everything? Jesus. So when you share the word of God with them, and you share fellowship with them, you're letting them know that in this area, whatever area you have put yourself in, there is an answer. Jesus is the answer. He's the only answer. That's why you must love him. That's why you must serve him. That's why you must reverence him, fear him. Use your life to fear him. Because you have no other assignments to be alive. I have no other assignment. That's my only assignment. So sincerely as we pray, when we pray, we pray for our leaders. We pray for the government. We pray for those that have been displaced by various storms of life, health storms, disaster, flooding, Whatever the storms of life is, we pray and we ask God to minister to those people in that particular area that they are believing God for a breakthrough. We've been mandated to pray for Israel, Jerusalem, and Nigeria, where we come from. Yes, I am an American citizen, but I am a Nigerian, a proud Nigerian. Our children in Nigeria are going through because of all the hardship in that nation. We should pray for them. Likewise, we pray for the children in the United States of America being ravaged by gunshots. Mothers should not be burying their children. That is not our portion. So we have a big assignment. When children go to college, when they go to high school, when they ride on the school bus, they should not be afraid. We should not be hearing all this killing, shooting, ravaging, death in our community because God has mandated us to pray. So be encouraged and pray. Don't be condemned. Pray for everyone. You might be like, I don't know how to pray. The word of God says, our Father, everybody knows the Our Father prayer, which are in heaven. Hallowed be your name. You hallow God, you reverence God, you pray, and you ask God to touch and heal our land. In your quiet time, you can pray 24 hours. You can be praying, speaking in tongues. If you don't know how to speak in tongues, Ask the Holy Spirit to fill your tongue with the language of heaven. And you pray. You pray till you see what you believe God for come to fruition. When I look at Bishop Mike and Bishop Peace, I remember when they used to say, I see the galleries filled. And I remember as a child growing up in Akoka, <laughs> it was no gallery filled. Though. But I looked 
when I went to Kingdom Life, I saw the galleries filled. So it teaches me that what I profess, what I confess, I will see. What I profess, what I confess, I will see. I will see the chairs so full that some of us will have to give up our seats for people who are called new members. Our children downstairs um, that we've fixed will not be empty of children. It will be filled with children. How is God going to do that? Through me and you. As we share the love and draw them in and invite them in. Do you have a church home? One lady said, I have two church homes. I'm like, oh, do you have two church homes? So she goes here for this. She goes there for that. That's okay. Invite them. When God says this is the one that is going to plant in Atlanta, they will come and they will remain in Atlanta. They will grow Atlanta church. It is God that gives the increase. Don't be bothered. Don't be perturbed. God gives the increase. So keep loving this Jesus as you serve him. Keep loving him as you share your testimonies with people. Keep loving him as you serve him. Don't look back. Keep your eye on the price. Jesus is the price. He's a worthy price. He's a worthy cause. He's a worthy assignment. I am happy I have chosen this assignment for his glory. Because when people are saying, ah, you are still alive, I say, where did you send me before? My classmates, they're like, ah, you are still alive. I'm like, excuse you? I will be here to the glory of God. So keep loving this Jesus and keep serving him. And I want to thank God for our pastors that they have not relented. I, you know, I don't know how they do it, but I thank God for Reverend Fred and Pastor Chi. Because when you are in a house that looks like this, it does bother you your flesh and your human. Everybody wants growth. Everybody wants to see what they are doing grow and flourish. But what Holy Spirit has been teaching me, the eye of a leader is, don't be bothered by what the human eye sees. Don't look at what your human eye sees. Look at the spirit of what God is doing in the lives of the people that God has given you, even if it's a handful. And that's what encourages my faith. And that's what helps me to know that they are secure because they've placed their faith in the hand of Almighty God. So when your faith is in God's hands, the storms of life may be raging around you. All the naysayings may be raging all around you, into your head into your mind, but you got to fill yourself with the word of God and stand secure, knowing who backs you. So for this, I am grateful 
that we have a solid foundation. We have a strong backing in this house. So I continue and I choose to love and serve my Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name I have prayed this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.